thanks for listening to the weirdest stories from around the world on Weird AF News with your host, Comedian Jonesy. An Oregon man in a onesie and a cat named Spaghetti were found hiding in a crawl space during a home burglary. And a car catches fire during a gender reveal gone spectacularly wrong. And Chernobyl is about to become an official tourist attraction. These are the weird stories for Thursday. This is Jonesy, the host of Weird AF News. Aren't you glad you're here with me today? Whoo boy. Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I'm Jonesy. Let's do it. Yay! An Oregon man in a onesie and a cat named Spaghetti were found hiding in a crawl space during a home burglary. And if that's not one of the most strangest sentences I've said all week, I don't know what is. <laughs> I'd like to dedicate this story. Yes, you know, I can dedicate stories. Why not? It's, it's my show. This one goes out to my buddy Ryan Sprague, who lives in Portland, Oregon. My good buddy. I don't come across too many Oregon stories, so here we go. So, Timothy Smith and his fiancée thought it was very strange when they pulled up to the home that they just bought. They saw a MacBook Pro and a bottle of cider and some knives on top of their car. <laughs> they brought the items inside. They thought that perhaps they were misplaced by the neighbors. Once inside the home, they noticed that some of their things had been moved around. They saw a vape pen in their kitchen, and it wasn't theirs. The master bedroom door was locked. The couple used the key to get inside. There was nobody there. The window was open, though. The screen door was torn off. Apparently, someone kicked a hole in the wall to get into the next room. Someone's screwing up their new house. The couple found holes in the wall of that bedroom. The bathtub was filled with hats. And some stranger's clothes were on top of the washing machine. Smith saw that a, there was a hatch to a crawl space inside a third bedroom, and it was open. So he went down there with knives. He crawled through a three-foot-tall crawl space, but couldn't see anything. He yelled for anybody. Didn't hear anybody. Halfway through, he encountered a cat wearing a cashmere sleeveless shirt that belonged to one of his chihuahuas. <laughs> it wasn't his cat but it was wearing his dog's cashmere sleeveless shirt and I'm just realizing just now that apparently people put cashmere on their pets it's unbelievable I can't even afford to put cashmere on myself there's pets out there wearing cashmere <laughs> this is unbelievable these pets have better health insurance than I do it's unbelievable out there Smith and his fiancée, after seeing the cat, they retreated outside, called 911. Fifteen minutes later, the police arrived. Then they heard what sounded like some handcuffs tightening, and they saw the officers leading a man out the front door. The stranger was wearing Smith's fiancée's hooded onesie, which is adorned with hearts and snowflakes. Ooh, a onesie-wearing burglar in a crawl space, just chilling with a cat wearing a cashmere sweater. <laughs> Smith, here's a quote from Smith. We were livid. Our sanctuary was destroyed by someone who had no business being there. And here he is wearing my fiance's onesie. There's no, there's just no reason for it. Sure, there's a reason for it, dude. It's called drugs, hardcore drugs. Also, a crawl space is kind of chilly. And so a onesie is perfect <laughs> for, for a crawl space. <laughs> this is unbelievable. 
Well, the family felt just totally... What's the word I'm looking for when you're taken advantage of? Smith said they spent a year looking for this first home together. They had almost finished moving in when it was burglarized. (laughs) Their house was left unoccupied for only about three or four hours, which is what's totally strange about this. In that amount of time, the man broke through the bedroom window, went through the walls, made himself coffee, ate a cupcake, drank a beer from their fridge, smoked their marijuana, and played video games in the garage. (laughs) Smith also says there was... There were needles on the ground in the garage. And the police say these needles had methamphetamine inside. This guy just broke in and had himself a good old time, eating a cupcake, putting on a onesie, smoking his weed vape pen, (laughs) making coffee. Wait, bringing his cat along. Just brought his cat to a burglary. This guy loves his cat, obviously. He's like, come on here, come on, Spaghetti. The cat's name is Spaghetti, apparently. Come on, Spaghetti, we're going on another robbery. And he put a cashmere chihuahua sweater on it. Are you cold? Let's go in the crawl space, Spaghetti. Put this on. I'm going to put on a onesie. (laughs) Do you want some more methamphetamine, Spaghetti? Who is this onesie burglar? Well, it's 38-year-old Ryan Bishop who has the same name as the guy I dedicated this story to. <laughs> you got to watch out for Ryans in Oregon, apparently. Is it Oregon or Oregon? Well, Ryan Bishop at some point took yarn that Smith's fiance's aunt brought to make a quilt for the couple into the crawlspace with him. He tied one end to the bottom of the crawlspace entrance and another one where he was hiding in an apparent attempt to be alerted to anyone coming into the space. Ooh, he had himself, he used yarn to set it like a little (laughs) alert system. This guy's pretty smart. Here's a quote. I don't hate the guy, and I guess if there is anything I hope people take away from this is that if if you're looking for help, then seek it, because there's nothing else you can do for yourself in that situation. I've been in his shoes. Four years ago, I was an addict in North Carolina, and today I'm clean, and I'm a homeowner. But it doesn't happen without seeking help. That's a very mature response from this homeowner, Smith, whose whose world was violated. That's the word I was looking for, violated. His wife's onesie was violated. His chihuahua's cashmere sweater was violated. This guy ate their cupcakes and beer. (laughs) And then here he is, he says this. Hey, he says, hey, you know what? I'm I'm not mad, the guy needs help. Smith said he isn't sure where the items on the car or the cat, who police said Bishop named Spaghetti, actually came from. So it's not even this guy's cat, but he did name it Spaghetti. You know, when you're on drugs, you get creative. The cat initially refused to leave the crawl space, but has since come out. Smith said the feline is staying with him and his fiance as they try to determine if anyone in the area had their cat stolen. <laughs> I think at the end of this, he's probably going to end up keeping the cat, right? He gets a cat out of the situation, which is really funny. <laughs> the details in this article, by the way, I mean, they really dove deep. There must be nothing going on in this Oregon town. <laughs> they just went <laughs> they went CSI crime unit on this one. Hilarious. 
AF News for your face. Weird AF News, Weird AF News, Weird AF News for your face. A car catches fire during a gender reveal gone spectacularly wrong. A 30-year-old man in Queensland, Australia, has been fined, lost his driver's license for six months, after his car burst into flames during a gender reveal burnout. I know you're wondering, as I was when I read the title, I'm like, what is a, how does a car catch fire during a gender reveal? Like, what is the car's role in the gender reveal celebration? Well, I watched a video, which they have drone footage, and the car is, uh, you know, it's one of these kind of muscly cars, like a car that looks like it's pretty slick, drives fast. Well, it was peeling out. It was doing a burn, burning the tires, and I think they put blue tires on it because it was, it was blowing blue smoke to reveal that the gender is male. <laughs> well, a minute into it, the car catches fire. People, people are freaking out. It's, it's pretty nuts. I would, have, I would recommend you know watching the video. The video actually made the news, and investigators uh, you know, warned people not to copy this stunt. <laughs> a similar gender reveal that took place in April in Australia showed a blue Ford Falcon also revealing blue smoke as the driver performed donuts in a cul-de-sac. The man's car was confiscated, and he and two friends and the baby's grandmother were charged with various violations after police found the video online. So be careful with your gender reveal videos, guys. Don't be breaking the law, because the police will crack down on you. One of the articles that I came across here says that uh, you shouldn't do gender reveals. They are uncool and deeply reductive. This isn't the first gender reveal that ended in a disaster either. <laughs> I don't know if you guys, I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, gender reveals, I mean, have a good time. You know, you want to party it up, do your thing. I covered a gender reveal, I think it was out of Florida, where they used a crocodile. They used an alligator in the middle of it. it. looked very dangerous. This article says previous attempts have resulted in some disasters. And then I found an article that says the seven most dangerous gender reveal parties. And I thought I might pass a few of these on to you <laughs> just in case you're thinking of doing any of this stuff. Apparently there's a gender reveal party that resulted in a grandfather getting smacked in the face by a baseball. Uh, because apparently they were throwing a baseball full of blue powder, accidentally aimed it at Grandpa, hit him in the face. <laughs> it's a boy. Grandpa's knocked out. There's also one where a young woman was smacked in the face by a ball as well. There was a party that almost ended in an alligator chopping off someone's arm. Pretty cool. There was a gender reveal party that resulted in a 47,000-acre wildfire in the grasslands of Arizona <laughs> because they used fireworks, colored fireworks, to reveal the gender. The fire ultimately caused $8 million worth of damage and required 800 firefighters to get it under control. There's also been a gender reveal party that caused a father to break his leg, <laughs> kicking a football. And the gender reveal party resulted in a fight over confetti at an Ohio Applebee's uh, when guests refused to clean up their mess. <laughs> Isn't childbirth magical? 
The article says, next time you're thinking of having a gender reveal party, maybe just do it by revealing the gender, or better yet, do nothing at all. The world will somehow survive without blue and pink powder, we think. Yes, yes, perhaps, but it is kind of fun, you know, people love to celebrate this kind of stuff. I'm, you know, this ain't my cup of tea, but hey, whatever. But if you're going to do it, I think we can all agree, you know, A, don't break the law, and B, make it safe, which is why that alligator one blew me away, you know. I've never been to a gender reveal party. My friend does a joke about gender reveal parties. He says, I love it. It's, he says, I went to a gender reveal party recently, which was weird because the guy was 40. <laughs> I think I'll end there. Well, those of you who enjoy dark tourism will be happy to hear that the Chernobyl nuclear site is about to become an official tourist attraction. President Vladimir Zelensky signed a decree on Wednesday that set out plans for new walking trails and enhanced mobile phone reception. Chernobyl has been a negative part of Ukraine's brand, Mr. Zelensky said. The time has come to change this. <laughs> Sounds like you want people to take selfies in a radioactive area, sir. In case you don't know, a reactor at the Chernobyl nuclear power station exploded in April 1986. It sent a radioactive plume across Europe, and according to the UN, nearly 50,000 square kilometers of land were contaminated. At least 31 people were killed in the immediate aftermath, and the effects of the explosion continue to be felt to this day. Nonetheless, here's a quote from Mr. Zelensky. We will create a green corridor for tourists. Chernobyl is a unique place on the planet where nature has been reborn after a huge man-made disaster. Yeah, yeah, nature has been reborn. <laughs> it's called radioactive flowers. Radioactive plumage, sir. <laughs> Not a place you want to hang out, but okay. The president added, We have to show this place to the world, to scientists, ecologists, historians, and tourists. Yeah, I think the world knows about it. I don't think you got to show it to the world. This isn't your uh, radioactive reveal party. <laughs> I think we all know what's going on over there. They just had a documentary about it that was pretty popular. Was it a TV show? I didn't see it. The article says, despite the radiation levels being higher than normal, thousands of tourists already like already take the trip to Chernobyl every year. The new decree outlined plans for waterways and checkpoints and walking areas. It also revealed that restrictions on filming the site would be lifted. Oh, there's restrictions? I don't know. There's a lot of video of the place. The government will also crack down on corruption by introducing an electronic ticket system for visitors. The exclusion zone is a symbol of corruption. This includes bribes that law enforcers collect from tourists. We will stop all of this very soon. You will be able to get official ticket, Mr. Zelensky says. Zelensky. Zelensky was elected earlier this year. <laughs> if I am elected, I will make you... Uh, there will be tickets for Chernobyl. And I will open up Wi-Fi in the area for many selfies for you to take as you watch your face melt off your skull. Yeah, so just roll up and get in line for the Chernobyl tour. But keep in mind, it is known that around 5,000 cases of thyroid cancer, most of which were treated and cured, were caused by the contamination there. Many suspect that the radiation has or will cause other cancers, but the evidence is patchy at best. Amid reports of other health problems, including birth defects, it is still not clear if any can be attributed to radiation. Yeah, I think it's pretty clear <laughs> you can attribute it to radiation. 
Where there's smoke, there's fire, people. But nonetheless, people want to take tours to this place. Tours to the power plant and its radioactive surroundings have been offered for years, in fact. But there has been renewed interest in the 86 disaster following a critically acclaimed HBO drama. The miniseries Chernobyl. There it is. That's what it's called. It's from HBO. I don't have an HBO Go account, so I haven't seen it. Well, apparently this critically acclaimed series has triggered a spike in visits to the site, as well as criticism of tourists for taking disrespectful selfies. The government backing will see the addition of walking trails and increased regulation of tours. Electronic ticketing system. And of course, what we all want, improved mobile phone reception in the deadly radioactive zone <laughs> so that those selfies can be uploaded to Instagram without delay. So you can get, you know, a before and after picture. Here's before my cancer. Here's after my cancer. Because <laughs> seriously. And I mean, in my mind, I'm like, this is crazy. I, I do like weird shit, though. So I probably, if I was in the area, maybe I would go check it out. I'll tell you right now, though, I'm not going anywhere near the reactor. There's, there's a limit to my exposure. I like weird fun, but there's a limit to it. Have any of you been in this area? Would any of you enjoy such a tour? It's stuff like this that kind of, you know, it's a little questionable. If, have you seen the series Dark Tourism on Netflix, which uh, my buddy Dave Farrier, I, I say my buddy, I met him at a party. But uh, he's the host of this great show about dark tourism. And in one of the episodes, he goes to, uh, is it Fukunisha? I can't say it. But the Japanese meltdown, radioactive meltdown, Fukunisha. He takes a, a tour there. You can actually go on tour. And it is frightening what happens on that tour. You should watch it. The radioactive levels, like they gave everybody a Geiger counter and the things are they're blowing up. And the bus, the people on the bus are freaking out and they demand the bus drive, bus driver take them away from the area. It's pretty fascinating. Um, that whole series is great. If you like weird shit, I highly recommend it. Uh, yeah, but would you, any of you be down with something like this? What, and what sort of measures do you take when you go visit a place like this? You know, it's, it's very alarming. I don't think just a bottle of water is going to do it. <laughs> so. Wee! Let's go get cancer today. <laughs> Oh, it's time for some shout-outs, people that reached out to me, starting with Carol Schrantz. She wrote, first thing, I just discovered your podcast. I am enjoying it, enjoying it so much, Jonesy. I found it on my Google Assistant wake-up alarm. Now, on to the point of this email. The streetlights on the ground. You, you made great points, but you missed one important one. By enabling stupid people, we are stepping in the way of natural selection and allowing the dumbest of us to go on living. That's all. Thank you for your show. It is really helping me wake up in the mornings. Hey, Carol, thank you so much. And I agree with you on that point. I should have mentioned that. Enabling stupid people to walk around everywhere they go with their face in their smartphone. You're right. We shouldn't do that. Hey, this is where we're headed, though. Oh, boy, which is why it makes me... I'm just very embarrassed to be a human being at this point. <laughs> the aliens come down, I'm going to be like... I'm like, I don't know these people. I don't know. I don't know who these people are. <laughs> like, please take me with you. Also, I got an email from Carla. She wrote, I love your podcast. Listen to it every morning on my Google Home. I thought you liked this story. And she sent me the story about the uh, 
The guy breaking in with the cat. <laughs> she says, thanks for all the laughs, Carla. Thank you, Carla, for listening to Weird AF News. I appreciate you. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Weird AF News. Also want to give some love to Wayfarer and Hene, who reached out to me on my Google Voice. That number is 646-450-2012. Wayfarer says he's had a, some heart attacks and suffering from diabetes and some other illnesses and says it is hard for me to find something that brings a great smile to my face, but your show your show does that for me, Jonesy, five days a week. Hene and I love your show to no end, even though you can't carry a tune. <laughs> LOL. Uh, thank you guys so much. That means a lot. I'm, I'm glad I can bring some joy to anybody's day, really. I'm, I'm surprised that I do, to be honest with you. <laughs> like I'm, I, my, you know, my whole life I've just been told to shut up because <laughs> like, I'm constantly just talking and trying to be funny, and it can be annoying. But finally, I think I found my niche, where uh, and, and I'm bringing joy to people's lives, and that brings me joy in turn. And uh, so much love to Wayfarer and Hene, and uh, I just love messages like that. It just it, it means so much to me to hear from you guys. I really, I really appreciate it. I also appreciate my new Patreon, patron, rather, who joined the Patreon, Jessica. She joined the Patreon yesterday. That makes me so happy. Much, much, much love to Jessica. Yeah, I mean, you really, you really made my day with that. Uh, and if, if you were to interview Jessica about it, she would probably say, Hey, of course I would give Jonesy two bucks a month. That's nothing. And you know what? The rest of you should as well. <laughs> and then if you were to ask Jessica, well, Jessica, how do we do that? She would say, it's pretty damn easy. You go to patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Or you can click a link in the description of the podcast. Bada bing, bada boom. I don't know if she would have said bada bing, bada boom. I don't know how Italian she is, but <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So check out the Patreon where you're going to get bonus episodes. You get to download my song, The uh, Alligators Everywhere. You get to download my comedy album for free. I want to be uploading other songs that I've written for the show on there because people are really digging the download. So I'm going to do more of that. I'm going to record a second bonus episode next week with Dave Neal, another comedian. That's what is really cool about the bonus episodes. It's not just me. It's me with another comedian. And they give their take on it. And half the time, they're funnier than me because my friends are hilarious. You think I'm funny? Pfft, shit. My friends here in LA, my comedian friends, they are they're out of their mind hilarious. And so I get to I get the good fortune of having them get on a bonus episode here and there with me and help it help me make it even funnier. Which is plus we get really high. It's quite fun. I should sell tickets to that. I got to be honest with you. <laughs> it's pretty entertaining. <laughs> uh feel free to reach out to the show anytime. At Funny Jones on Instagram is where you want to go. Get updates on everything I'm doing, all my shows. Uh, also at Funny Jones on Twitter. And funnyjones at gmail.com is how you can email me or send me a PayPal if you feel like it. Donations are accepted. On Facebook, it's Comedian Jonesy. And as always, the number, 646-450-2012. If any of the stories that I've done have resonated with you, you know, call in and give me your take on it. I'd love to hear from people. Uh, if perhaps I offended you, you know call in. Perhaps I brought some sort of modicum of joy to your life. Modicum, what's that, Jonesy? I think it means small amount <laughs> of joy to your life. Call and tell me. It makes my day. I'll publish a lot of my calls, by the way, too. So if you want to hear your voice on the podcast, do so. 
All right, I've gone on way too long. See what I'm saying? I'm annoying. Bye. <laughs>